Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on part one of chapter 18 of the book of John. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Alright, so before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. I pray that you open up our eyes to see the truth of your words. Lord, please give us the knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and how to implement it in our daily lives. Lord, reveal to us the truth that you want us to see and the truth that you're speaking into our lives today and every day going forward. And I pray that you give us courage and strength to take the things that we're learning and the truths that you're teaching us and to implement it and to spread the gospel and to let others know about you and how amazing you are. I love you with my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was an olive grove, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the grove, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked him, Who is it you want? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. I told you that I am he, Jesus answered. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So just like we see from chapter 13 that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him, and he told his disciples that one of them would betray him. So in verses 2 through 4, Jesus had already saw all this coming. He already knew that Judas would betray him in this way. Now in verses 5 through 6, when Jesus said, I am he, and these soldiers and officials and chief priests and Pharisees all drew back and fell to the ground after he said those words, that just shows the power of the words of Jesus Christ. Just by three little words, I am he. They fell to the ground. That's the power of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, God the Son, and God the Father are more powerful than we could ever fathom. But this is just a good illustration right here of some of the power of Jesus Christ and the words that he speaks. And that's why it's so important for us to really know and understand the truth of God's words, of Jesus' words in this Bible, 
and implement it in our daily life and spread the gospel to others and help them to understand the truth of God's words also and the power of God's words. And then here in verse 9, the words that Jesus had spoken were from John chapter 6, verse 39, which we learned from the Bible study in John chapter 6 when he was telling the people that he was the bread of life. And he said in verse 39, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but rise them up at the last day. So in verse 8, when he told them to let his disciples go because he was the one they were looking for, it was to fulfill what he said that he wasn't going to lose anyone that God gave him. And then in verse 10, when Simon Peter drew the sword and cut off the right ear of the high priest's servant, Simon Peter was brave and courageous and he always spoke up about Jesus and really wanted to show Jesus his love and that he would fight for him and he would always be there for him. But he also was human and as humans, we're all sinners and he had flaws just like everyone has flaws. And even though Simon Peter loved Jesus so much and he would fight for him, he did things that he wasn't proud of, which we'll see in the verses later on. And then what Jesus says here in verse 11, this just shows again that he was fully submitted to the will of God the Father, and he knew that this was all a part of the plan to save the world. He knew he had to make that ultimate sacrifice to forgive us of our sins, so that all who believe in him will have eternal life, and will be able to see God's glory in heaven, and be in heaven with them whenever he comes back for us. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 12. Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Cephas, the high priest that year. Cephas was the one who had advised the Jews that it would be good if one man died for the people. Okay, so before I go any further, I just want to discuss these few verses with you guys here. So in verse 14, when it says that Cephas was the one who advised the Jews that it would be good if one man died for the people... We saw that in our Bible study from John chapter 11. It was verse 49. And the chief priests and Pharisees had called a meeting and they were trying to figure out what to do about Jesus because he was performing all these miraculous signs and people were believing in him and they were afraid that the Romans would see him as a threat if he kept gaining followers and they didn't want the Romans to take away their place in their nation. So in verses 49 through 50, Cephas spoke up and said that they know nothing at all and that they didn't realize that it's better for one man to die for the people than the whole nation to perish. And then we also see in verses 51 through 53 of chapter 11 of the book of John that Cephas didn't say this on his own, but he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. So it was all part of the plan because Jesus knew that he was going to be dying for the nation to forgive us of our sins. All right, so I'm just going to continue reading in verse 15. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard, but Peter had to wait outside for the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. You are not one of his disciples, are you? The girl at the door asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire that they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing there with them, warming himself. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. 
I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple, where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby struck him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? He demanded. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Annas sent him, still bound, to Saphis the high priest. As Simon Peter stood warming himself, he was asked, You are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Alright, so that's all the verses that we're going to read in part 1 of chapter 18, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. And I also just wanted to point out that I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of the names in these verses here. So in all these verses, we see Peter's denials, and Jesus predicted these denials in chapter 13 of the book of John. He told him in verse 38 of chapter 13 that before the rooster crows, Peter will disown him three times, which is what we see here in these verses in chapter 18. So even though Peter loved Jesus so much and he was brave and he fought for him in the earlier verses in chapter 18, when he cut off the ear of the high priest's servant, he still was human and made mistakes and did things that he was not proud of. He disowned Jesus three times. And this just goes to show that even though our intentions may be pure and we love Jesus and we always want to do the right thing, we're humans, we make mistakes, and the most important thing is once we make those mistakes to repent, ask for forgiveness, and try to always do the right thing going forward. And we're not exempt from sin. We're always going to sin, but we have to make sure that we humble ourselves and repent and ask for forgiveness, and Jesus will always forgive us. Alright, so in verses 20 through 21, Jesus was open about his teachings, and he always did them in public, and he always spoke truth. And he asked the high priest why he questioned him, because all the people that he spoke to in public surely knew what he said to them. And in verse 22, when one of the officials struck Jesus in the face, he clearly didn't know who Jesus was or believed in him because he showed that disrespect. And he thought that the high priest deserved more respect than Jesus, which no one deserves more respect than Jesus, than God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. No person in this world deserves more respect than Jesus Christ. In verse 23, this just goes to show that Jesus lived a sinless life, and he didn't try and strike back or lash out. He just spoke truth and kept calm and asked why he struck him if he spoke the truth. And this just goes to show the way that we should react whenever someone strikes us. It could be a harsh word or they do something to us to wrong us. We have to act in a gentle manner and stay calm and stand firm and know that we have troubles in this world, but Jesus has overcome the world. And lashing out or shouting at someone or doing to them what they did to us does no good for anyone. And that only disrupts our peace. And we find peace through Jesus Christ. So in all these verses, 
in the Bible studies that we've learned in John, we can see how Jesus was and his manners and the way that he lived his life. And us as disciples of Jesus Christ should strive to live as Jesus lived and follow him and obey his commands and love each other. So that concludes this Bible study. Next week, we're going to go into part two of chapter 18. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.